1: LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport. Your station.
2: The debate has been raging all week around last weekend's ladies football semi-final which saw a last minute venue change and the throw-in time brought forward by 30 minutes which left Galway with just 7 minutes to warm up at Croke Park. They ultimately lost to Cork but the game was almost totally overshadowed by the events which preceded it with players and management both focusing on what had transpired. Much of the talk this week has revolved around whether the LGFA and indeed the Camogie Association should merge with the GEA. but what is likely to happen and what would be the real benefit of it to all parties. To discuss I'm joined by the LGFA chairman, Liam O'Neill, and Fergal Lynch of the Mead Chronicle, who also has extensive experience of ladies' football, having been involved with underage teams, most notably this year's minor side. Uh, Liam, if I can come to you first. Uh, it's so much good work going into the LGFA and in the country. Uh, your own county, yeah. Liam sorry, has performed very creditably in the intermediate level this year. How frustrating was it for you to see what happened last Sunday and the kind of the negative reaction around it?
0: Yeah, well, I, I suppose I wouldn't go into that in great detail, because I wouldn't have all the hard facts in front of me as such, but um, what, we, what I read in the media and heard in the media, um, it certainly wasn't a great PR exercise for the ladies uh, LGFA, and it certainly wasn't great preparation for those who were involved in those games. Um, it, it wasn't good, and um, you know, as far as we are concerned, um, we will go back much further uh, than that. Um, uh, as you said there already, this time last year, we were just after celebrating an All-Ireland success. And, um, you know, we then moved on into 2020, um, where the National League um, was pulled uh, very prematurely, mm. in, in my opinion and in the opinion of many.
2: Right.
0: Um, now, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Covid struck and um, we didn't know where we were going. Nobody did. But um, LGFA struck first and they decided to pull the National League in its entirety.
2: So So, is that something you disagreed with then?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, for obvious reasons anyway. I mean, maybe every county would have a different view. Mm. But I mean, our view uh, was that we were sitting, uh, we hit the ground run in the league. Um, We were sitting on top with a couple of games to play. Uh, I think one win would have assured us of a place in the knockout stages. Definitely, there was no guarantee we were going to win it or that we were going to get promoted. Mm. But um, we we weren't allowed that opportunity.
2: So that was and coming that was coming from headquarters, okay, or was it? Absolutely, it and was. We, we had no choice. And so, you know, is your you've a lot of frustration then with okay, what we saw last weekend? I know you you, we, you say you don't have the full facts, but what we what we do know is that this venue was switched at, la, at the last minute. The game was brought forward, and then what you're saying as well, dissatisfaction with what went on. In fairness to me, I suppose on that one, it was a difficult situation with the COVID thing, but you know. You're, obviously, you're you're a part of the association yourself as chairman of yeah. of Loud, but yeah. it sounds like you're not too happy with the with the overall governance of the organisation from the top.
0: Well, at the moment, um, definitely not. And if I could just expand uh, on my reasons for mm. um, my, my my view on mm. the national league, um, the impression given that nearly all football was going to be, uh, you know, done away with for the year, but the, the whole thing turned around, whereby. The championship was allowed to run, mm. albeit in a different format. Yeah. And counties were allowed to play challenge games in the lead-in to their championship games. Yeah. So my view was, why not use the league mm. as a forerunner for the championship, complete the league, and take it from there? But no. Um, and it just wasn't good. Mm. I, I don't think it was good. Um, we we move forward to this present situation that we're in, Mm. and we had a Central Council meeting a couple of weeks ago. Um, Again, I would have issues with that because Central Council, as most people know, each county is entitled, under normal circumstances, to have three delegates at a Central Council meeting, Mm. one of which must be a player. Mm. Now, because of COVID, it's all done on Zoom, Mm. and for that reason,
2: they only allow
0: one rep, from each county, and that has to be either the chairperson or secretary. Now, some very tough decisions had to be made um, at the last Central Council meeting in relation to two things. One, the underage structure, were they going to stay at even ages, i.e. 12, 14, 16 and 18, Mm. or were they going to move from 13, 15, 17 and 19? Now, I'll not prolong that issue, but the reality was there was much debate about it, most, a lot of people wanted to have under 19, but wanted to keep the other ages the same. Right. So a decision was made. You couldn't cherry pick. You had to decide even ages or uneven ages. So the decision was made to leave it as it was. Now, the next one, which had a very, very uh, lot of strong views coming in from various counties, including ourselves, and that was the calendar for 2021, the mm. fixtures calendar. Now, I'll not bore people with the statistics of what was in that, but it will be suffice to say that LGFA want to divide the National League into groups of four. And the championship then would be a bit different as well mm. in that you have interme- junior, intermediate and senior, but there'll be limited games in that as well. So, to put it in a nutshell, groups of four in the National League would mean if you didn't qualify... For knockout stages, you will only get three games. Now, you move on to the championship, um, you'd be lucky to probably get two games if you don't qualify. Right. So, my issue here is you have a number of players in a panel, thirty odd. In a national league normally you have seven games or thereabouts, so you have time to try out players in a competitive environment. Sure. This now is doing away with that should it be passed.
2: Hasn't been passed yet, though, no?
0: Yeah, it's not passed yet. Now, the Central Council meeting of a couple of weeks ago said they would go back and review mm. the calendar and invite submissions from all the counties. Right. We did supply an alternative and we got an email out within the past week telling us what LGFA were going to do. And that was tweak it a little bit and they were telling us this is what it's going to be no further Central Council meeting was mentioned. So in the meantime, a number of other counties who were on the meeting that night contacted myself because I was quite vice on the night mm. to find out what our view was. And we needed 10 counties to contact Central Council by email to demand a Central Council meeting and thankfully that is now granted for this coming Wednesday. So
2: this, this, this decision was being taken basically without as you feel, the proper consultation, or rather, without taking views into consideration, it was just presented as a fait accompli, essentially?
0: Well, they, they probably looked at calendars that people sent in and okay. done a little bit of tweaking here and there, right. but there was nothing major, there was no major changes to it. Right. And um, they were more or less telling us, well, you know, to put it in layman's language, they were near enough ramming it down the throats of counties, this is what you're going to get, right. and we'll review it. In 2021, if circumstances change.
2: Okay, I want to bring in uh, Fergal Lynch here. Sorry for, for keeping sure. there, Fergal. I know you're you're heavily involved in the, the underage setup in Meade and you've been involved, obviously, as a journalist as well for a long time. But, you know, this is all kind of in keeping what you've been talking around, the minor situation, that 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 championship was done away with, you weren't happy with that. So there seems to be a lot of issues no. facing the LGFA here.
1: Yeah, well, it's something that I, I wrote about this week in the Meade Chronicle as well. And it's exactly what Liam is saying there. And... Um, the issues that arose last week with the game that moved from Parnell Park to Crow Park, that exploded onto the national scene and seemed to cause an awful lot of problems for the LGFA. But my fear over that was that that would cover all these other multitude of, and I'm using air quotes here again, little problems. But exactly what Liam was talking about, the Central Council seemed to be taking decisions on their own with very, very little consultation. And that's exactly what happened with the minor championship. When COVID hit, and all the instructions and all the letters and everything that was all the communication that was been sent out from the LGFA just seemed to be copy and paste jobs from the gaA releases, only just substitute the uh, the LGFA wording or, or title of their association in where the gaA was. And they just followed gaA footsteps almost to the, every single step. But then when it came to the organization of, as Liam said, they could have played the end of the league as the couple of challenge matches leading into the championship. They didn't do that, like which is what the men did. The men allowed the last two rounds of the league. Mead were in a very strong position as well. They would have had to play Kerry and they had to play Wexford, who were bottom of the division. And if they'd won one of those two games, they would have been in the league final and they would have shouted getting into Division 1. We missed out, uh, Mead Miners missed out, on defending the Leinster title that they'd won the year before. Um, with two games left to play, due to play Leash and due to play Kildare, And if there was a desire there, they could have easily played, you know, the the desire was amongst the girls, was just to play the games. It's their last opportunity for a lot of them probably to pull on a green and gold jersey for me. It could have been played within a week, a game on a Friday, uh, the third round game midweek, and a final possibly the following weekend. Could have been played within eight to ten days. But any of those proposals were just shut down by Central Council. And as Liam pointed out there, it does seem to be a problem that they kind of pick up the ball on certain issues and run with it themselves. And and as is, uh, I showed up last week with the Cork-Galway debacle and, and going to Crow Park. You know, it's always somebody else's fault with the LGFA and they really lack strong leadership at the top.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess, I suppose, um, Liam, if I could come back to you. The yeah. Cork manager during the week, Eve Gerald, said that he feels yeah. that the professional uh, side of the, the county teams has outgrown the administrative side. And then Maria Kinsley, who's the head of the WGPA, has questioned whether there's an appetite there for the LGFA and the GEA to merge. What's your view on it? Do you think it would benefit the LGFA to go in under the GEA's umbrella or do you think that these problems could be solved independently of that? Because obviously there are huge problems around getting pitches, all the sort of stuff that could, you would imagine, would go away or would certainly be problems that would be eased if there was an amalgamation. But what's your take on it?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, um, anything that betters the, the LGFA, if that means some sort of an amalgamation, well then, yeah, of course, I mean, the reality is, um, while there might be separate organisations, um, we're using the same pitches. Mm. And uh, I think there is food for thought there. Um, I know, you know, if, if I bring it back to our own county, uh, and I'm sure Fergal would would agree with me, that, that, that there is an excellent relationship within Lodd, um, LGFA and GAA, and um, cooperation is second to none. But, I mean... That's all right, but that mightn't happen in every county. Yeah. And um, I suppose when you look at it nationally, there is, there is. A, a, as my namesake, former President Liam O'Neill would have mentioned mm. over the past week in a number of interviews, yeah. he has been calling for it for some time. And I think I've been doing some background work during his term as president. Mm. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be against it.
2: And what, what like, uh, you, you you must have been reading my script here because, yeah, your your namesake, Liam O'Neill, as I said, yeah. he, he talked about that during the week. And his feeling on it... From meeting Central Council was that people in positions of authority and power in the LGFA, his sense and this was his sense of it. and I'm not putting words in his mouth. He, yeah. His sense of it was that they didn't really want to give up their position. I think he was quite taken aback by the the level of pushback that he got. He he was taken a surprise by it. But you don't sound like somebody who'd have any who'd have any concerns about that because that's sort of something that gets trotted out a lot. Is that well, people that are in positions of authority in one organisation won't want to risk losing that by going in under another. But you don't you don't obviously seem to be too concerned about that.
0: No, I, I wouldn't have, any, I, I wouldn't have any, any issues with that at all. Um, as I said here, um, cooperation is, is, is excellent. Um, never been better. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I don't know if, if we can say the same nationally. I suppose, uh, you know, people are in... Um, we're talking about the professional side of it here, obviously. People mm. who are in probably um, the administration end um, in Crow Park, probably, um, you know, it's a job for them, it's a position... Mm. Um, to get remunerated for that, they're on a weekly wage or whatever it is. So I suppose you look at it from that point of view, they're looking at it from the professional end and saying, well, what's going to happen to me if this, if this merger ever takes place? I do believe it will happen, but I can't see it happening overnight. It'll be down, it'll be down the road somewhere, but I think it's inevitable that it will happen.
2: What about you, Fergal? I know uh, you know it's something that you've been kind of talking about, and we've discussed it off the record and off the, off air over the years about the different problems that that are faced by the the LGFA and the problems you you see as a coach at, at underage level. Do you think that first of all it needs to happen, and secondly, have you any faith that it will happen anytime soon? That merger.
1: Oh, I think I think it certainly does have to happen, and I think there will get to a stage that it will happen. Um, just what Liam says there, it's very true in that there's a, I'd say the vast majority of the 59 clubs in Mead. I'm not sure how many different ladies clubs there are but there's a one club uh, policy in a lot of these clubs, I know my own club here in Trim uh, the ladies, uh, the komo- ladies football the Camogie, and the men's end of the club work brilliantly and we have three pitches and an Astro pitch and there's a rota there for um, from I also coach the under eight girls here in Trim as well and they're entitled to their time on the pitch as much as the senior hurlers or the intermediate footballers from the men's side of it are. So there's a great structure and trim. And I think that is replicated across the country in a lot of clubs. So it just seems to be at the, the upper echelons. The higher uh, powers seem to be reluctant to let go of that power. I know some of them are in very... I know Liam was being a bit generous there and that some of them are getting a weekly wage. Some of them are getting very healthily remunerated for the work they do. And I think their fear is that if the, if the associations do amalgamate, that they might be out of the job. But I think that's been very short-sighted of them because there is, if the LGFA and the Komogi Association do join up and become full fully immersed in the GA family, there will have to be subcommittees set up and people will still have to run the LGFA part of it and will have to run the Camogie Association part of it. I know they're already part of the GA to a certain extent, but you know there will still be Highly paid roads, if that's what these people are worried about, but we need to focus on the the issues that are are causing the G, the LGFA problems at the minute. And while last week was an embarrassment for the LGFA, that was a one off. Uh, the poor communication between the LGFA, where they just seemed, you know, to bow down and say, "Oh, thanks very much, Mister GA, uh, for letting us use Crow Park." Instead of putting their hand up and saying, "You know, do you mind pushing uh, the mail and um, Tipperary game?" Or our, yeah, May out just fifteen or twenty minutes later to allow our girls a little bit more than the seven or eight minutes that they got to warm up. Yeah. You know that was embarrassing, but there are other problems that do need to be sorted, and I think can only be sorted by the associations amalgamating.
2: Just just one final point, and I know it's an issue we could probably discuss for the next hour. But Liam, to come back to you for a second, yeah. Um If we can, if we can just discuss about, if we can just discuss about like how this happens. You mentioned there your namesake, Liam O'Neill. Number of years ago, reaching out, and it sounded like he kind of he kind of stepped away from that one, and maybe regretted regretted his his decision to go in with in the first place with that proposal, but. It would seem to me that the only way that this is going to happen is if the LGFA reaches out to the GAA on it and says, "Look, what can we do about this?" Because I'm not sure the GAA are inclined to to come out, reach out again across the way to the LGFA. Is that your sense on how on how this is how this is going to happen and how it how it could possibly happen? Who needs to make the first move here? Because it's a little bit possibly of a standoff, and I'm not sure if it's going to get solved. In the immediate short term, if someone doesn't—that's assuming there's a will for this, of course, at the top level—but do you think the onus is on the LGFA to maybe to maybe reach out to the GAA even behind the scenes?
0: I I, I would imagine so. Um, but maybe you know when when all said and done, maybe there'll be a push coming from from clubs and counties to to push this up on the agenda because you know
2: and players as well, possibly. Uh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Because I think look at. It's not about me or the next person. It's about the players. This is what it's all about and whatever's best for them is what we should run with. And it's not about people in high jobs, rent and It's What's happening on the ground and they're the most important. The players are the most important people in all of this.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself. Listen, Liam, we, we let you go. Thanks so much for taking the call.
0: No problem at all. I appreciate the time. Thank you. And by the way, I'd just like to, to um, express our good wishes to our, our friends and neighbours in Mead for next... Next weekend final.
1: LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station.